At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. To you from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. In for Stormy, I'm Scott Seidenberg here on My Guys in the Desert on VCND Sports Betting Network. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air at VCN Live. So much to get into as we get ready to kick off the weekend. NBA Summer League is in progress. There's a game going on right now. The Mavericks have a 47-33 lead at the half against the Bulls and a full slate of games coming up here in Vegas throughout the day and night. And I feel like there's so much reaction and overreaction to the NBA Summer League, specifically when it comes to the Rookie of the Year. Touched on this briefly yesterday, but going back to the games that were played in Salt Lake City, Chet Holmgren blew everyone away in the first game of his summer league uh, schedule. He was great. He had the six blocks, which is a summer league record. He, He showed his shooting skills, making a couple of threes, had that Dirk Nowitzki like fadeaway jumper, and everyone gushed over Chet Holmgren and shot back at anybody who doubted this kid's talents coming into the NBA, right? Oh, he's too small. His body's not an NBA body. He's going to get exposed, and it would be wrong for him to go number one, number two, number three, whatever. So Chet Holmgren dominates in his first summer league game, and he becomes your favorite to win the rookie of the year. Then in his second game, people kind of, backtracked a little bit as Kenny Lofton Jr. just bodied him up down low, all 280 pounds of him drilling his shoulder into Chet Holmgren and getting easy layups at the bucket. And that's where I come in and I'm like, you know, this is what I thought I was going to see from Chet Holmgren in the NBA, that his body's not ready yet. And it could get there. Of course it could get there. It's going to be working with an NBA strength and training program and the nutritionists and everything and he's still young he's going to fill out his frame but we've never seen really a frame like this in the NBA certainly not at his position I mean we could look at Giannis although Giannis had much broader shoulders Kevin Durant is probably the closest that we can really see to his body type but Durant played a completely different position you know Durant was a seven-foot guard and 
Kevin Garnett maybe, but even Garnett had was was muscular. We haven't really seen anybody as lanky and as thin as Chet Holmgren at his size. And so I worry about him throughout the grind of an NBA schedule when he has to go up against the likes of a DeAndre Ayton, a Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, LeBron. We'll go to the Eastern Conference, Joel Embiid, Bam Adebayo. There's a bunch of big men in this league that all weigh well over 250 pounds and will have an, a very easy time posting up and backing down Chet Holmgren in the paint. So that's something that I think the Thunder are going to have to deal with. Maybe try and, and work with it here in the Summer League. Maybe working on your defensive rotations, getting him to defend a different position and utilize his size to your advantage rather than a detriment with it down low going up against other big men. And then we see last night, Paolo Boncaro, who, remember, the craziness of the first overall pick in the draft, right? All the steam, we followed the money, we get the Boncaro going number one. Dude looked good. He looked real good. 17 points, 5 of 12 shooting, 6 assists in 26 minutes in his Summer League debut. The odds did decrease a bit. He's very close to Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren's still your favorite to win the Rookie of the Year. Paolo is your second favorite to win Rookie of the Year. Now, my personal pick would be Jaden Ivey, but we can get into that uh, at another time. But Boncaro looked real good, and the praise that he was getting from what was a um, most, you know, a, a must-watch event here in Vegas, he seemed to always have the right play in his mind or the next play in his mind. When he got the ball, he quickly distributed it, right? He knew where his teammates were. Defensively, he was vocal, and you watched what he was able to do, and you came away with a very confident feeling about his success at the NBA level. Again, it's a reaction, an overreaction, whatever, to just one game in the Summer League, and we will see more from him throughout the next couple of weeks. But from just going off that one game, I came away, I don't want to say impressed, because this is what I thought we were getting from him. I thought he should have been the number one overall pick. Coming into this draft, I said Paolo Boncaro and Jaden Ivey were the two most NBA-ready players in this draft. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the best at the NBA level. I just, my opinion was is that those two players were ready to come in and contribute this year to an NBA team, play big-time minutes, and have an impactful role on an NBA roster this season. No development needed. Now, obviously, everybody develops, and everybody's going to get better, but... As far as coming in, plug-and-play this season, I thought Jaden Ivey and Paolo Boncaro were the two players in this draft that were most capable of doing that. And so far, so good, as we've seen here early on in the Summer League. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter, at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. In for Stormy here on My Guys in the Desert. A full Major League Baseball slate here on Friday. It begins with a 6.40 Eastern time game in Cincinnati. The Rays and the Reds. There is some precipitation in the forecast. Taking a look at the weather report, I'm seeing about a 55% chance of precipitation. I feel like I should get one of those like screens behind me and I can do like one of these, you know, with the, the cold front coming in and pushing out the atmospheric pressure. Anyway, 55% precipitation uh, around 6 p.m. says possibly light rain and humid, but the game starts at 640. So as we progress through the night, I'm seeing at 7 p.m. Uh, 36% chance of precipitation and then 29% chance of precipitation at eight. It does increase at nine and then 10, but we'll see uh, how far they go along in this game before any 
rain uh, actually comes down. And hopefully there is no delay. And hopefully there's no delay midway through the first couple of innings. Because I'm going to be on the Tampa Bay Rays in the first five innings backing American League Cy Young favorite Shane McClanahan. First off, let me talk about the Reds real quick. Cincinnati is coming off of a double header yesterday, and I love fading teams after a double header. We know that players are creatures of habit in Major League Baseball. They have routines, and when you play a double header, it takes away from that routine, especially if you are a player that's playing all 18 innings. Right, you go to the, you get to the ballpark early. You're preparing for a game. You go through the nine innings. Then midway through, maybe you grab a quick shower. You have a mid-game snack. Then you have to get your body revved up back again, stretched and throw. And then you get ready for another game. And it's just a really long, taxing day on these players. It's it's hot. It's just a it's. A double header in July is just not conducive to to success for these players. Following it up the the next day, and so just looking at both the looking at the the Reds and then the team the team they played against in the uh, Pirates, I don't like either of them here in this game coming up um, today. So that's my take on fading the Reds. Now let's talk about backing Shane McClanahan. As I mentioned the favorite to win the American League Cy Young Award. And rightfully so. This kid is electric. On the season, 9-3, and 1.74 ERA. That's great stuff. We like that. But he's got an opponent's batting average of 179. Think about that. People just don't get hits against Shane McClanahan. His FIP, of course, is going to be higher than his ERA because the ERA is so low, but it's still only 2.4. And, you know, looking at his first five inning stats, which is something that, you know, uh, I'm going to be on today, raising the first five. McClanahan has allowed one or fewer runs in the first five innings in his last 55 First five innings. The earned run stats here. Going back through his last 11 starts. One, 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 zero, one, one, zero, one, zero, one. Sounds like a binary code, but uh, it's Shane McClanahan's first five inning stats. So as long as the Rays can get two runs across on Castillo and the Reds, I'm fully confident the Rays will have a lead after five innings. We'll talk more about this game and the Major League Baseball slate for today with our very own Adam Burke coming up. But let me tell you about the VSIN Summer Special. It's here. For only $19, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up. And you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email and every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want at the cost, only 19 bucks to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now. VEASAN.com slash summer. I'm Scott Seidenberg here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free to play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Back here on My Guys in the Desert. I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Stormy, joined in the studio by our very own Adam Burke. You read him in Point Spread Weekly and, of course, on vcin.com. Catch him on the weekends, hosting the run line, and basically doing every spot he can do on every single show on this network. Uh, a very valuable player here in his Adam Burke. Speaking of valuable players and awards, Shane McClanahan, your favorite to win the American League Cy Young Award right now, uh, along with Justin Verlander, very, very closely in both in the odds. If you were placing a bet right now, which of those two would be your selection to win the American League Cy Young? Yeah, I would have to go with Verlander simply because I worry about Shane McClanahan and the workload for him. You know, he topped out last year at 123 and a third innings. He's already thrown 98 and a third this year. That's going to be probably what ends up deciding a lot of these awards markets is who's able to sustain for the longest period of time. Verlander's done it. A guy like Garrett Cole has done it. A guy like Shane McClanahan has not. And, and quite frankly, a guy like Shohei Otani hasn't either. So we'll see if guys like McClanahan and Otani, some of the younger guys that haven't thrown 170, 180 innings before, if they kind of slow down a little bit in August and September. Do you think that it, it I don't, maybe it's a little bit unfair, but do you think for the voters, it's a lot of recency bias? That So the guy that has the great finish at the end of the year in late August and through the month of September is going to be the one that gets the, the nod for the award? Yeah, I think so, especially with a market that's as close as this one is. I, absolutely. You know, you're, you're kind of uh, the, the recency bias thing is definitely very real in a lot of these awards markets. And you look at some of the line moves that happen as a result. You think of guys like the Heisman Trophy, stuff mm-hmm. like that, where, you know, kind of what you do in November sort of takes over what some guys did in you know September and maybe early October. So I think it's definitely a thing in terms of the Cy Young. And, and that's why it kind of worries me with a guy like McClanahan of, you know, for the Rays, they're going to be a playoff team. Yeah. But do they slow him down a little bit? Do they kind of cap him four or five innings to start, something like that, to where they try to keep him as fresh as possible for however many starts he has to make in the postseason? That's something that would worry me quite a bit. It's a tremendous point because you're right. I mean, looking at the American League standings, they are going to be a playoff team. They're not going to fall out of the top three spots in the wild card. And so maybe Kevin Cash decides as we get through the summer, maybe post-All-Star break, 
you skip a start mm -hmm. or two. Like, he could be a candidate, and I'm just looking at the Rays' schedule right now and seeing where he lines up. So he's pitching today, obviously. His next start would be Wednesday, July 13th against Boston. And he'll make that one. He'll make that start. But then he's lined up to pretty much start the first game after the All-Star break. I would not be surprised if the Rays reset their rotation after the All-Star break and give McClanahan a, a, a long break here. Because let's say he, because you're not going to need him against Kansas City. Let's say he pitches first game against Baltimore, July 25th. We're talking about 12 days off. Two mm -hmm. weeks off is going to do wonders for this kid. Right. No, absolutely. And, and also, too, I think it kind of matters what's going to happen with the the Rays, and you talk about the trade deadline, and if they decide mm. to make some moves, get some starting pitching depth, if any of their starters that have been hurt wind up coming back, because you know they've had a lot of guys on the IL, a lot of really important pitchers, both starters and relievers. Mm -hmm. Maybe they go six-man rotation. Maybe they go seven-man rotation. Something like that, just to kind of stretch out a guy like McClanahan. Also a guy like Jeffrey Springs, who was a reliever. Now he's starting for them. Mm -hmm. He's another guy building up a big workload. Shane Baz, a guy that's been hurt. They may just opt to go. Drew Rasmussen hasn't pitched you know, 140, 150 innings before. They may just opt to go with a six- or seven-man rotation, and McClanahan may still be dominant, but... You know, the voters are going to look at his numbers and say, well, he threw 140 innings. Yeah. You know, something like that. Well, what do you think about the play today? I'm on the Rays in the first five against the Reds. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, you know, certainly one of the things that you worry about at Great American Ballpark is will it be a low-scoring game because that's been such a good venue for offense. But by all accounts, you look at McClanahan and how dominant he's been. You look at the Reds and how not good they've been offensively mm -hmm. for the most part this season. You look at them and you say, okay, how much can they actually do against this guy? I thought about the under seven and a half because I think Luis Castillo is obviously really good as well. He's going to be a hot name on the trade market coming up here. And also, it's supposed to rain. So mm -hmm. maybe they race the rain a little bit or the guys play a quick game because there could be an early delay, something like that. So I, I may still end up on this under seven and a half before first pitch rolls around here in what, about an hour or so. I thought about the under three and a half of the first five just mm -hmm. because I, I think McClanahan at the most is going to give up one run. And then Castillo, I think if, the, if he's been so good, as you mentioned, I'm expecting maybe a 2-1 raise score after five innings or maybe just one nothing. Like I think the under three and a half does come in. But I've got such PTSD, Adam, over under three and a halfs in the first five because I've done it and I've gotten burned before, especially like, you know, you're backing a guy like Sandy Alcantara and you take the under three and a half in the first five and then a couple of runs get scored in the bottom of the fifth inning and it winds up being four runs mm -hmm. in the first five. So I figured I'd just stick with the stronger handicap, in my opinion, which is backing McClanahan. I mean, look, a, a bloop and a blast with an under three and a half, and all of a sudden you're more than halfway there. You yeah. know, so that's the thing that's really concerning about the under three and a half is that you have absolutely no margin for error. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Whereas if you take one team, then you do have a little more. You know, if he gives, look at what happened. Uh, I had the Phillies in the first five yesterday against Yohan Adon. Thank you, Yohan Adon, my guy. Uh, I've had the, I had the Phillies first five, and they were down two nothing. Mm -hmm. Now. There's no margin for error, error if I had the under there, but backing the Phillies, I said, you know what? They can still score runs, and they did. Had themselves a 4-2 lead after five innings. Let's take a look at some other games here on the board coming up. Uh, you got the Angels and Orioles. Reed Detmers has been a guy. I know they sent them down. They recalled him back up. Ever since throwing that no-hitter, he has really struggled. Do you think that that took a lot out of him going that distance, the amount of pitches that it took, the stress because pitching coaches will tell you, it's not about the amount of pitches, it's the stress of the pitches. And in the high leverage moments that tax your arm more so than the early game moments. Do you think that affected Reed Detmer as a young kid to the point where he has not been the same since? Certainly a possibility. I just think by and large with a guy like Reed Detmers, he pitches to so much contact, and the Angels' defense is really not that good. They were overperforming apparently on offense, as we've seen based on their offense here of late, and especially defensively early on in the year. So that's how they got off to that really nice start, and they've shown their true colors ever since. Detmers was a guy coming off that no-hitter, had a really low batting average on balls in play, didn't miss bats, had an okay hard hit percentage, but... Regression was coming for him on batted balls, and that's really largely been the case here. On the other side, the guy that I think is really interesting is Tyler Wells, and frankly, the Orioles are very interesting across the board. They've had much better contact quality of late. Ryan Mountcastle is having a monster year. Austin Hayes has been good. Adley Rutschman every now and then gets a hold of one. But their pitching staff, and their bullpen specifically, 
just so much better than I think any of us expected them to be. They've been actually an excellent bet for the most part so far this season. I was on them last night. I'm not on them tonight. But Tyler Wells is a fascinating guy to keep an eye on because he's six foot eight. Mm. So when you face him for the first time, you've got this high release point. He's a tough guy to pick up the first couple times through the lineup. He's facing a lineup tonight in the Angels that he has not faced yet this season. So I think that's to his benefit in tonight's game. One of the reasons why the Angels are minus one or why the Orioles, excuse me, are minus 130. But as he's facing these AL East teams again, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Boston, New York, that's where I think you kind of look for some regression out of his numbers. Interesting. Uh, let's move along. The Marlins take on the Mets. Pablo Lopez against Chris Bassett. The Mets are heavily favored in this spot. I feel like I got a soft spot for the Marlins. Maybe it's because I just bet on the Marlins every time Sandy pitches. Uh, but Pablo Lopez is a guy who still is as close to elite as you can get without, I think, being considered one of the elite pitchers in Major League Baseball. He's like borderline there. Uh, is it interesting to you to take this plus money price on the Marlins backing Lopez? So what I think is interesting is that this line hasn't really moved. And for the most part, in Pablo Lopez starts, the the investment community loves him. The modeling yes. crowd really loves him. Oh, His projections are very, very there, good. I'm telling you right now, there is a syndicate in Miami that, that bets the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Like almost, because there's, there's movement on the Marlins lines almost every day. Especially when they're at home, because it's such a good pitcher's park and because they're very limited offensively. When they're at home and they can win 2-1, to 3-2, to 4-2, to two, stuff like that. That's where you see their numbers really move. But Pablo Lopez has largely been the exception to that rule where he's kind of been bet on regardless of where he's pitching. That didn't happen today. So Mm. that says something to me about maybe the Mets being the right side. I didn't lay the big number. Chris Bass is coming off of COVID, hasn't pitched in a while. Didn't lay the big number, but sometimes it's the line moves that don't happen that stand out the most to me. And that was the case here today where I also looked at the under seven and a half. I just didn't want to lay the minus 120 juice on it. I didn't think about that, to be honest with you. That's really interesting. And for Bassett, he's going to be pitching with a lot of emotion today because he has been very vocal about Major League Baseball's COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. Like, very vocal. So he's a guy who uh, I expect him to be pitching with a lot of emotion. He's Adam Burke. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We'll get to the rest of the Major League Baseball board, plus maybe an NFL futures bet or two. This is my guys in the desert. I'm in for Stormy. You can follow along on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. He's at Skating Tripods here on Visa, the sports betting network. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zin Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Zin Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free and spit-free and are made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zin is available in 10 varieties and 2 strengths, 3 milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and 6 milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, you can enjoy Zin anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zin. Visit Zin.com, that's Z-Y-N.com to learn more and to find Zin nicotine pouches near you. Zin nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning! This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back here on My Guys in the Desert, and we're your guys in the desert today. I'm Scott Seidenberg. He's Adam Burke. You follow along on Twitter at Scott's on Air at Skating Tripods. And we're going through the Major League Baseball board for this evening. I want to ask you about a couple of plays that you have. Uh, let's start with the Guardians and the Royals. You got Savali on the hill against Brady Singer for Kansas City, and the Royals are favored in this spot. Yeah, I'm not going to say the wrong team is favored, especially with how Cleveland's been playing of late, but I do like the Guardians in tonight's game. Now, first of all, they're coming off of a rare off day. They've been playing a ton of games, almost the same number of games as there have been the same number of days. Hmm. Uh, They played a couple of doubleheaders as well. In fact, they play another one here next week. But I think coming off of the embarrassing sweep at the hands of the Tigers, getting a day off, Now they get to kind of reset, refocus a little bit. I like this spot for them. But more so than just that, Aaron Savali and Brady Singer are actually quite similar when you look at some of their numbers under the hood. In fact, Brady Singer has a higher hard hit percentage against at 41.4% to Savali's 41%. 
The big differences between the two guys are that Savali's batting average on balls in play is 40 points higher, even though the Guardians are a better defensive team than the Royals. And the second thing is Savali's left on base percentage is about 19.5% lower Mm. than Brady Singer's. So Singer's gotten much luckier in terms of batted ball fortunes, in terms of stranding runners, all of that. But he hasn't really pitched that much better than Aaron Savali. The next thing is the Guardians' bullpen is clearly better than Kansas City's. The Royals have had a bottom five, bottom ten bullpen most of the year. Cleveland, up until recently, had been a top ten bullpen. They've struggled a little bit here, largely in blowouts with guys that don't really pitch in high leverage or anything like that. So I'm getting two starting pitchers that are pretty similar. Two offenses that I think grade relatively similarly as well, but one bullpen is a lot better, and I'm getting them at plus money, and I'm getting Cleveland here coming off of a nice little break. Singer's last three starts have been the Tigers and Oakland twice. So for me, I just thought that you know this was a good spot to take Cleveland at an underdog number. I don't hate it, and I think Kansas City is going to be sellers here at the deadline. I could see Benintendi on the move uh, within the next week or so, so or maybe it waits till the All-Star break. We'll find out, but I do think Kansas City will be sellers, so I don't hate going against them really any time, especially if you get a nice little plus money price with the Guardians. Let me ask you about the Battle of the Grays. Sonny Gray, John Gray, Twins and Rangers. I'm back in Sonny Gray and the Twins here at a small price on the road uh, at minus 120, minus 125. John Gray's been impressive, though. You, you, you can't ignore how good that he has pitched as well. Which Gray do you think comes out ahead? <laughs> you know, I think it's a really, really tough handicap, to be completely honest with you, Scott, where I'm very concerned about the Minnesota bullpen on a daily basis, especially long-term, because this is a bullpen that's really been worked a ton throughout the course of this season. Sonny Gray has been good. He's had a hard time working deep into games at times. And and for John Gray, we're starting to see him blossom now that he's out of Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's an awful, terrible, no-good place to pitch, as everybody knows. And John Gray has been very good. He got off to a little bit of a slower start here with Texas, but over the last two, two and a half months, he's been very, very reliable over a strikeout per inning. The reason why, even though I think I kind of like John a little bit more than Sonny, is that the Twins just easily have the better lineup. Yeah. Minnesota's got the highest hard hit percentage in baseball over the last 30 days. They make a lot of violent contact. And the thing about John Gray has been command. His command has been an issue throughout his career. Maybe that was just a byproduct of pitching in Denver. But I looked at this game a lot because I always feel like I've got the ability to get an edge in games where you've got favorites in that minus 115 to mm-hmm. minus 130 corridor. But I, I just couldn't get to anything in this game. I just like, you know, John, uh, Sonny Gray's got an expected ERA almost one run lower than John Gray's expected numbers. So that's why I just took the small price and just back the better lineup. Plus the Twins, I was thinking about first five, but then I figured John Gray's been good. I don't really want to do that first five, but um, the Twins are like one of the best first five teams in baseball. They're, they just, they, they've had a really good run here, and I love this lineup. So uh, I'm back in the Twins, uh, which I think they are the team that's going to win the Central this year. I am buying on the Twins. I still think it's the White Sox now that they're getting healthier, Oof. but they got to win. They got to win. They got to win the head. Well, all they do is win the head-to-head meetings. I think there's 13 head-to-head games left okay. between the two teams, so they'll have to make up their ground there. But now that they're getting healthier, yeah, I'm always back. Yep. The only the only area on that ball club that they need help is in the bullpen, and that's largely due to injuries. Mm-hmm. The lineup is still really good. The rotation is outstanding once everybody's in rhythm. Uh, it's just the bullpen that they need some help with. All right, and see. if you could trade for a manager, that would probably help them too. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's going to be gone. Um, I took the Phillies in the first five against the Cardinals. It's the same matchup we saw last week when the Phillies won this game. Wheeler and Adam Wainwright. The line has flipped, obviously, because of the home field. So you got the uh, Phillies minus 130 um, as opposed to it was 40 cents difference the last time that these two teams and these two pitchers met up against each other. Um, I know it's Wainwright at home. But to me, it's this Phillies lineup that has been pretty good, even without Harper, and it's backing Zach Wheeler, who's got incredible numbers. If I was to do anything with this game, and this is one that I took a long look at, and I may kind of do this depending on where the the VIG ends up falling here, but I think this could be a low-scoring game. You've got Wainwright at home. If you look at his home road splits, not even this year, not even last year, but over the last five or six seasons, he's been so much better at home than he has been on the road. And Bush Stadium is a ballpark that generally suppresses offense. Now, of course, it's warmer now, and now that we're in the month of July, but Wainwright's still very, very good there. 
I also have a low projection for the Cardinals when they face any above-average right-hander. And not only is Zach Wheeler above average, he's well above average. So this is one where maybe if you can find a four with reasonable juice, I see four under minus 115 on the first five, that might not be a bad play. Uh, The Cardinals are a very, very good defensive team. Wheeler's got swing and miss stuff to kind of keep Mm -hmm. his defense from being too involved, which is very important. And also, too, I think from a bullpen standpoint, these two are kind of questionable today. Ooh, the Ryan Phillies Helsley bullpen has been pitching great it, lately. It has. It's gotten a lot better. But for the Cardinals, Giovanni Gallegos has pitched back-to-back days. Ryan Helsley threw over an inning yesterday. I think he mm. threw 26 pitches in that extra inning game against Atlanta. So I worry about the two bullpens here in this one. So maybe the first five under four would be what I focus on, and, and okay. perhaps that'll be a late ad for me. Sweet. Uh, talking about the Pirates and the Brewers, I, I, I told you earlier I'm fading the Reds coming off of the doubleheader. Same thing for the Pirates who come off the doubleheader and have to travel to Milwaukee now to take on uh, the Brewers. My one hesitation here with betting the Brewers is the price is just way too high for a guy in Aaron Ashby who I do not trust. Yeah, the price is very high in this game. And, and Aaron Ashby is a guy He's given up 18 runs on 28 hits in his last 18 and two thirds. So he's struggled. And that includes a start against the Brewers or against the Pirates. Now, I'm not a team versus pitcher stat guy because those are never big enough to be significant. But I think what is significant here is that these two pitchers just faced this lineup. So these hitters just saw what they're going to see in this game tonight. And furthermore, these are two teams that aren't particularly good defensively. Now, Ashby has the chance to rack up a lot of strikeouts, and the Pirates do swing and miss a lot. But Ashby's also, as an extreme ground ball guy, had a lot of balls in play get through. He's got a 340 batting average on balls in play against. And he's managed to give up way too many home runs for a ground ball pitcher. The Pirates' offense is actually not bad. They've injected some life into that offense with some minor league Mm call-ups. They're 15th in hard hit percentage over the last 30 days, which is a big upgrade for them. They're hitting for a lot more power. And the Brewers' offense has been very good ever since Willie Adamas got back. So I took the over eight here. Two bad defensive teams. Two bullpens, I think, are shaky today, especially because Ashby probably won't work deep into the game for the Brewers. Brad Boxberger, Josh Hader have both worked three the last five days. So I just went ahead and, and took the over eight here. Went against the line move, but I, I think we get a higher scoring game here at uh, was it now American Family Field? Yeah, and, and it's a uh, it's an Apple TV game, which doesn't hurt the overs. Uh, people on the streets have been talking about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we we talked off air about the Cubs and the Dodgers. Both of us are really intrigued by taking the Cubs at this price. Can we pull the trigger or no? Or is this just one of those? I knew it. Yeah, I really, really want to. In fact, I actually figured this line would be a little bit higher, to be totally honest with Mm -hmm. you, with the way that Tyler Anderson has pitched so far this season. But Keegan Thompson is a guy that's gotten the respect of the market. The Cubs are playing better of late. They actually won series. They they won a series against Boston. Uh, They won a series against another good team that escapes my mind right now. But they're playing a lot better. And, And one of the things I talked about, uh, with with Ben Wilson and Jeff Parles, who were filling in for Danny Burke on the Bet on Chicago show, is that the Cubs are just not hitting with men in scoring position. They're mm-hmm. generating chances. They're just not getting the hits at the key time. If that happens tonight, maybe they do pull off the upset. It would be a total fade the public play, according to the betting splits, which are available on vcin.com. 89% of the bets, 92% of the handle is on the Dodgers tonight. Fade the public, people. He's Adam Burke. Follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up at Scott's on air. This is my guys in the desert. In for Stormy here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, CJ. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN will be broadcasting live from the NBA Summer League now through July 17th. Catch the edge with our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, live from the NBA Summer League every weekday. We'll also have special guests, exclusive content, and live updates all throughout VSIN shows. For more, follow us at VSIN Live on Twitter, at VSIN Live on YouTube. Scott Sandberg in for Stormy here. It's my guys in the desert on VSIN, the sports betting network. We got some breaking news in the NBA as Damian Lillard has signed a two-year, or hasn't signed yet, but has agreed to a two-year, $122 million extension with the Blazers. It will keep him with the team through 2027. Uh, He is expected to sign his deal today in Las Vegas. Uh, So he had a deal that he signed two years ago that runs through the 2024-25 season. He's already made $154 million over the past uh, decade, and he his new earnings will be $270 million overall. Last year, played only 29 games before having surgery. Blazers just traded earlier this offseason for Jeremy Grant from the Pistons, played with Lillard on Team USA, so the two have a little rapport. Uh, they drafted Shaden Sharp with the number seven overall pick, and there's some people out there that believe the Portland Trailblazers are the perfect destination for Kevin Durant. I brought this up not from a basketball perspective, but from a fan base perspective. You know, Kevin Durant, there, Kevin Durant was drafted by Seattle, and there are still a lot of basketball fans in Seattle. And do... Seattle basketball fans, and I know that, yes, there's the potential of them getting a franchise back in in, in the next couple of years, but do Seattle fans gravitate towards Durant with the Blazers? Like, do fans in the Pacific Northwest view the Blazers as their team now that there's been no team in Seattle for a long time? And Kevin Durant playing in Portland, would that be like Durant's, I don't want to call it a, a homecoming to Seattle where he was drafted, but, you know, he's the guy that was supposed to change that franchise before, you know, Schultz wound up selling them and they go to Oklahoma City. If you take a look at the team, though, and I don't know what move could work, but think about Durant and Lillard together. Right then and there, you're great. You got Nurkic, Gary Payton Jr., and Jeremy Grant, assuming that, that Grant's not a part of the trade, that's pretty good. Um, that's a 
I like that. I like that five. You know, they also have, let me just, I don't want to pull this up now and take too much time, but if I just pull up the trade machine here and see if anything makes sense without, yeah, I feel like they would have to trade Jeremy Grant. Like, if you're Brooklyn, how do you, see, that's the problem. I don't think there's any team out there that can give a legitimate package for Kevin Durant. Like, you would have to trade, let's say, Justice Winslow and Nasir Little. And even that trade doesn't work. Yeah, you'd, I don't even know who else you can offer. I don't think this trade gets done without including Jeremy Grant, which in my opinion just kills the, the, the dream for a competitive uh, team here. Like, let's say you trade Jeremy Grant and Justice Winslow. Even that trade doesn't go through. So I don't know how the trade would work out. We'll see if there is even an offer. Ultimately, in my opinion, I think Kevin Durant stays on the Brooklyn Nets because there's no team out there that is going to offer enough to give Brooklyn back the proper compensation. And if I'm Brooklyn, I'm just playing hardball. Like, dude, you either play for us or you don't play. You got four years left on your deal. We're never going to get fair market value for you. And no team is going to be willing to part ways with the assets needed because it, it, it defeats the purpose of trading for Kevin Durant. Like if you trade for Durant, you're trading for Durant because you want to win a championship. So you're not going to sacrifice the key pieces on your roster that you need to play with Kevin Durant in order to win a title. Like, yeah, okay, Damian Lillard for Kevin Durant. Yeah, obviously, like, the Nets would say yes, but that defeats the whole purpose of trading for Kevin Durant. So I don't think there's any deal that makes sense that Kevin Durant gets traded. I think he plays for the Brooklyn Nets. It's more likely, in my opinion, that Kyrie is gone, and after Kyrie is gone, then I think Durant kind of reassesses and is like, I, 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 all right, I'm good, I can do this. And I think Kyrie does end up with the Lakers because they seem to be the only team that is interested in acquiring his services. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Um, funny golf story. Uh, the American Century Championship is going on this weekend in Lake Tahoe. It's a celebrity golf tournament, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, Tony Romo is the favorite to win the event. He was the betting favorite along with uh, reigning champ, which is um, former tennis star uh, Marty Fish and John Smoltz as well. And it's a it's weird at scoring. You basically, you get 10 points for like a double eagle, eight points for a hole-in-one, three points for a birdie, one point for, you know, just a par or whatever. It, it's a scoring system. That's the way it works right now. But if you're just looking at the leaderboard, Right now, TJ Oshie is your, uh, is your leader. Carson Palmer is in second. Mike Madano in third. Adam Thielen in fourth. John Smoltz, though, not that far back, and he was one of the betting favorites. He has 17 points. He's played. Uh, he's finished, so 17 points. He's just a couple points back of TJ Oshie, who has 21, and he's in first place. Tony Romo also has uh, 17 points. And again, Romo was your betting favorite for the event, so he's not that far back. There's a fun bet that you could have placed out there, which is, will Charles Barkley finish in the top 70? Last year, Barkley finished tied for 76th, and that was the highest he has ever placed in this event. Steph Curry was quoted as saying, um, quote, no, hell no. If, if if he would bet on Barkley to finish in the top 70. Curry said, quote, clip that, send it to him. Let him play it on every tee box. There's no way he's doing it, end quote. Barkley was 5-1 to one to finish in the top 70. And as of tee time, he, uh, he changed to a plus 260 for him to finish in the top 70. According to Caesar Sportsbook, 96% of the bets and 95% of the money was bet on Barkley 
to finish at plus 260. And the largest bet that they took on this tournament at Caesars was $2,000 on Barkley to finish in the top 70. Well, let's take a look at the leaderboard right now. And Charles Barkley is currently tied for 55th. Hey, tied for 55th. And after day one, actually, he's not even done with day one. I think he's on the 15th or 16th hole. But Barkley tied for 55th along with Travis Kelsey, Seth Curry, and Andrew Whitworth. All right, congratulations. So fun event to keep an eye on this weekend. Uh, A fun event that will come in Major League Baseball in a couple of weeks in Los Angeles is the All-Star Game. And Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera have been named to the All-Star Game. They are basically the commissioner's additions to the All-Star Game. Uh, So good job by Rob Manfred honoring two guys who are two of the greats of all time. Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera join Hank Aaron as the only Major League Baseball players in history to have 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, and 600 doubles. It's the 11th All-Star selection for Albert Pujols in his 22nd MLB season and uh, Cabrera in his 12th All-Star game appearance, the All-Star game in uh, L.A., Dodger Stadium, on July 19th. To recap my baseball plays for today, the Rays in the first five innings, laying a half a run at minus 120, is going to be my top play. I got the Phillies in the first five on the money line, and I'm going with the Twins full game on the money line as well. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is my guys in the desert here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.